The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. You guys do some type of intro? Oh, we don't do shit. We have to ask. You should never tell them who I am. At no point. No, no, you should. Oh, we're going to edit this in post. We're going to. Yeah, we had a lot of laser (laughs) sound effects. uh, It constantly sounds like the daily double Jeopardy is going on. Welcome to the Comedy Store Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I got to get ready for morning radio, guys. Uh, Oh, I have to be the funny girl. What is it? You do it first, and then I be the funny. Uh, Yeah, that's (laughs) well. She's not funny. I wouldn't call her funny. She's the laugher. Yeah, she just giggles in the background. So I bet you were backstage last night hanging out with the band Rat. (laughs) Yeah, they're so funny. (laughs) That's how it goes. We got a killer weekend. Nickelback's gonna be here. I bet you're heading down there. Hey, Murph. It's always some Murph. How are you? I'll be the hot chick. I wish. Uh, all right. Well, welcome to the Comedy Store Podcast. I'm yeah. honored, man. This is very exciting. Thank you so much for coming like last minute. That's yeah. how I get. That's, what, that's that's a lot of people have said that you don't feel like a real comedian until you get on the the at number least, one podcast. That's true. Right hey, now man, listen, at the Comedy Store. At least a Comedy Store podcast. Well, let's put it in perspective. Is, all right. If I were living in Ohio. I have to take a picture of you with these two mics. Yeah. Yes. If I were living in Ohio and wanted to be a comedian, right? And I went to, I would go to the Comedy Store podcast. Right. And every That's comedian right. that came on there would have some type of merit, or you know, they would they would exist in a real place in my mind as a real comedian. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. And Legit. so, if I'm in L.A. and I go to the Comedy Store podcast, and I perf- and I'm a comedian, but I'm not on the Comedy Store podcast, and so I, true. I would feel. Um, like, I haven't done Left Mark Maron's podcast, and he's done, like, a thousand of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me neither. So, yeah, so Same. I was like, I'd like to get in there, but then after he interviewed Obama, I'm like, fuck, I got to do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to do something <laughs> a little I really special. need to All right, now. I said, Dean Del Rey got in there. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, Dean Del Rey can get on anything. He's awesome, but I was like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I well, think, but, uh, I think that was the last. He's how a your, socialite. How are your ass kissing skills? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's quite the socialite. He's good. He's he good, is. man. Oh, yeah. Man, how he's, good. He's, he's the new. He's the. He's Jeff Garland. He's the new. He's our generation's Jeff Garland. He yeah. sneaks in. Yeah, he's if you're very feeling good. down ever, just yeah. run into Dean. Yeah, he's yeah. that guy. He'll make bring you feel up, great. Man, you're great. Positive. You're yeah. so great. That's yeah. brilliant. It's and that's the exact opposite of what comedians. Yeah, true. That's the musician in him. Right, right, right. He comes out because. I'll, I will bring someone down. I was going to say, in public, if you run always. into myself yeah. or Rick, we will make you feel which real is which shitty. is refreshing. Which is <laughs> well, what I, I which guess is, it depends. It depends. Yeah, we might not make you feel shitty because right. we might make you feel good in the fact that we're all going to be talking shit about someone else. Yes, or but you which made me feel great. good one time when you were telling a horrible story about Uh-oh. what happened to you, and I was like, oh, I feel great. Yeah. I feel better. I, didn't feel, I yeah. felt bad for Rick because he's my friend. Right. But I felt, oh, shit. Yeah, that's not. It happens to white guys, too. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Are we allowed to know what the story is? We I, have a disclaimer. I, he may, he may but, nah, nah, we don't need to. But I just, I just <laughs> like, goes, no, I don't know. I like how he was like the Robin Hood of comics in this story. You remember the story? You know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and like I was like, fuck! I only thought that happened. To, but you have to pay your dues. Oh, absolutely! It, it happens to everybody. Yeah. We all pay our dues. But yeah. how long have you been doing stand up? Can we? The first time I, I stepped on stage was 1992. Wow! In uh, Greenbelt, Maryland. Nice. Yeah, I did comedy in, in comedy 
in, in a comedy club that Martin Lawrence had made big. Okay. And uh, and Dave Chappelle. I saw Dave Chappelle bomb in that room, actually. Oh. So that's yeah. what it's, that's what it's 90s, about. I think that was his last bombing until like, maybe <laughs> in Detroit. And he was on stage, and he was like, fuck y'all, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be famous. <laughs> and then, he was and, that young, just yelling. Yeah, and I then he it. sat down right next to me, and he had that look, that bomb face look. And I was like, holy shit. And then Tony Woods went up after him oh, and I love destroyed. Tony. He's terrific. And then they got in a car together and drove off. And I thought it was amazing wow yeah yeah so i started in black rooms where i learned how to perform yeah i just knew how to make people laugh but i didn't well have... it's killer be killed you know yeah they're, they're the kind of audience that doesn't let you get away with shit and that's no. the best to learn in front of yeah. yeah and we were close to dc so we were closest to the bullshit so mm-hmm. you couldn't really like be cute and Hey guys, my day. They're like, man, I work for the government. <laughs> Get to it. So we had to really be. So I knew how to make people laugh, but I had no substance. But I didn't know I had no substance. <laughs> yeah, you just think. <laughs> yeah. Well, that 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 comes in where. Well, then I went to Notre Dame, and a comedy club opened in South Bend, Indiana. So, you know, the experience guys have here where they become the doormen here yeah. in due time. I did all that but, in a town where it didn't really um, pay off as far as. Yeah, being, you moved up the ranks. <laughs> moved up the ranks, but it didn't pay off as far as like, uh, uh, festivals, management, TV. Right. Because it was in South Bend, Indiana. But I, I, was, I became the house MC. So I would seat people and then go up and perform and do that. And. And uh, I, but I was I went from performing in front of black, blue collar middle class folks to white blue collar. Oh wow! Yeah, in South Bend. Um, and so I, I um, they didn't get the same urban references that I could use sure. in Maryland. So I became like mad likable. Like I, I fell into that trap of like just charming my way through right. pieces and you know his cats is crazy you know that shit were you really saying cats like, oh man I, I was like you, man, you know a dog is different cause you know I like Owen <laughs> yeah. I did not feel threatened when he was right, up there I, was, I fell into the no, I was so outnumbered and, and I so and I, grossly I, I, white oh right? my god. Oh, god oh my god and I grew up around all black folks so this was the first time I was like same outnumbered I know you, you got that swag you got that energy and uh and uh and so um, I, I, and I started seeing comedians come through who were m- more heady and didn't move as much, and they just kind of so and they just kind of talked, and I was like, okay. So I started um, developing like the substance side. Yeah. But then when I would go back home and perform in the black rooms, they were looking at me like I was in that movie Get Out, like oh, I was in soft. a sunken place. Oh, I didn't like, see it. Oh yeah, scared, they were looking at I'm me excited. like, man, what kind of black is you? Yeah. Just standing there <laughs> talking to us about you. So I was like confused as to what kind of black yeah, is you? what like what kind of <laughs> person sense. to be yeah. <laughs> so I had to so I, for a while I had two different acts and then I moved to Chicago, and, and when I when I worked at um the Funny Bone, um is that what the it was a it Funny, was a funny bone, bone? It was a Funny Bone South in in Scottsdale Mall. I think that's what it was called, Scottsdale Mall, and. Uh, it's closed now, but in Chicago or no, in, in South, South Bend. Oh, South Bend. Yeah, it was, it was they have a different club there now. Do they? I think so. Because oh, wow. someone sent me a thing. It was like, why don't you ever perform here? And I was like, I don't know where that oh, is. Oh shit! Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, it's closed. in South Bend. Oh wow! I think it's only been around for like two years or something. Good. I would love to go back there. So, well, what happened is that fifty-two weeks in a year, and this is before um, 
What's the blue collar guy's name? Uh, the people hate on, but he uh, Jeff, get her Jeff done. Fox. Get her oh, done. Oh, the Larry the Cable guy. Larry the Cable guy used to work. There. Dan Whitney. Dan Whitney. He's paid his dues, man. He used to, oh, God, he used to yeah. come in. He would be like around. a special event. Um, and it'll be a bunch of you know white comedians who were all you know solid in their own way. And then there'd be like four weeks where it would be Cedric the Entertainer, uh-huh. the Jamie Fox, D.L. Hughley, and uh, who was the other brother I would open? For? And then it'd be like some black comedians that do mainstream rooms like um Vince Morris okay. or uh or uh um BT my man BT and uh and so I would work with them too and I would just see how but the comedian who took me under her wing was this woman named Diana Limo um rest in peace she was oh. she was one of Kathleen Madigan's great friends Oh wow okay and she reminds me a lot of you Really in the way that you don't take any shit you know uh-huh. so Diane Intimidated me to speak to her like Are you all stage. I intimidate you? Well, no, because because you're <laughs> so nice. Like you, you know, you're one of those people that you're so like genuine and, and nice. Oh, but, that's sweet. Thank you, bud. But from your stage act, I, if I was a young comedian, I might be afraid to be like, hey, oh, that's funny. you know what I mean? Hey, how are you? So, yeah, yeah, you want to ask her advice because yeah. she might beat you with a bat, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. But Diane had to be that way because she. I didn't realize like. Being a woman in comedy, working the road, and the oh, shit yeah. she had to go through, like I, so I didn't realize that that exterior was for her own protection. I was, you know, I'm young. I didn't, you know. yeah. So, but but she helped you out. She yeah, I thought she didn't like me, but she was so nice to me. Oh, that's awesome. And then awesome. she, um, so when I moved to Chicago, she was the one comedian who took me around and taught me how to get work. Right. Oh, okay. You call a club. You go showcase. Call this room, and she would she would recommend me at certain vouch for me in certain rooms and. It kind of opened doors for me, like in that way to work mainstream rooms. And then I also did the black rooms, like at night. So I would do Perfect. zanies. But the way I got into zanies is uh, Bert Haas gave me an audition night. I don't know if you guys like. So Bert Haas, zanies is on, on North and Wells in downtown Chicago. And I was like, I got to get in this room. And I met Bert, and he goes, Great, Owen, I want you to do a seven minutes tonight show clean. I was like, Great. I have a spot for you in July. Oh. And it was like September. <laughs> so I was like, all right. And he stood outside every Tuesday and uh, and counted tickets and bought people in. So every Tuesday, I would show up and be like, hey, Bert, I'm, I just happened to be here. Can I show? Okay. Nope, July. Wow. Jesus. Come back the next day. Hey, Bert. Hey, crazy running into you, man. Can so I do weird. it? <laughs> July. I love you. Next is Bert, man, why are you here? I'm here, man. I was just getting a sandwich so here. July. And he, it became a thing. Like, and um, so one time, like, I got there a little late and he was waiting on me just to see me. And he was like, July. I like opened the door and looked, July. And so, but he made me wait all the way until July to showcase. Damn. Wow. So I didn't have like a home like to work out. And so I was just doing like whatever rooms there were. And I whatever was, you could get. Yeah. yeah. And I was uh, selling life. I was the worst life insurance agent <laughs> on the planet. You're like, look, um, you're yeah. going to die. I got kicked out of <laughs> yeah. here. What? Like, yeah. It'd be pretty good if that was a sales oh pitch. Yeah. You're going to die. You realize you're going to die, right? Yeah. <laughs> Think of all the people you know who have died. You're next. <laughs> yeah, you're up there. So what? Evil. Grim Reaper just called asking for your address. <laughs> and, uh, you were like the black. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm here. Help I know I show up the hook. <laughs> I know it's me. It's me, guys. Hey, I take the hood off. That's just my life insurance <laughs> salesman, Owen. He's likable. <laughs> yep. Why so, were you so bad at it? Why oh do you my say God. that? Um, it wasn't in you my probably heart. Didn't care. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. And it was. And I realized it's like once you realize how a gig is like structured, 
you can kind of see I only made money if the people bought a whole life insurance policy and it was oh, a yeah. specific one. Sure. So the gig was we're going to we're going to run you through a bunch of options and we're going to figure out which one of our products is best for you. So you make we make you feel like we're tailor making the choice yeah. this thing, but it's only one choice no matter who you are. It's heartbreaking. So being like a young guy, I go, this is bullshit. You know, I wasn't like, oh, this, this is the gig. Yeah. yeah. You know? So <laughs> I, I, I just it. didn't like that. Yeah. 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 And um and and for and you weren't broken enough to no. to just sell out completely. <laughs> nope, I didn't have some kids, insurance company. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, yeah. none of that shit. So I was just like, it's, it's bullshit. Plus, like my whole, I liked helping people get that financial house in order. But all those instruments I would recommend for you didn't yield me any money. Oh, so I was like, yo, you need to, you know, um, put some of your money in a money market account. You should have three months of your expenses in an account over here. You should do this. You should yeah. do that. You should do that. None of that made me any money, and you really you should, you could just buy term. Well, you know you could buy a term in life insurance policy for whatever because you you just so you're need, too nice. Just in case you die, your kids you want them to finish college, and term is like ten dollars a month. You should get that. I don't make any money, but if I go, if you get this whole life, it was called a vow or something like that, and you you pay three hundred dollars a month. We invest that for you, and you can't touch it, and it grows. And duh, 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 Jesus, duh. it was whack. It was whack. But uh, so I just, I, 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 you could, they could see in my eyes. I didn't believe it. <laughs> so I, I sucked at that. <laughs> and then um, I heard comics talking about unemployment, and so Ooh. I messed around and got a standing ovation at some show, and went to work the next day and quit. Good for you. Thinking I could get unemployment. <laughs> right. But I didn't know unemployment didn't work that way. Yeah. yeah if you so quit. I went to the fired. unemployment office. You and gotta I was get like, fired. Yeah, I was like, yo, I like to get my unemployment. And the guy goes, were you, were you, uh, were, did you quit or were you laid, were you laid off? off? Yeah. And I was, I was smart enough to go, was there a difference? And he was like, well, if you quit, you don't get unemployment. I said, I said, I was downsized. And he goes, we have ways of finding out you know and I go, give me, give me, oh, let me give me a day and i went back to my job and i asked my ex-boss if he would fire me smart <laughs> he thought that was the most insane like <laughs> shit ever very creative yeah though. he 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 actually uh just laughed me out of it he didn't change it at all he was like no nah, man you beat can't. it but yeah. <laughs> so i was i had to do temp i was temping because I could oh, type. No. My mom made me take a typing class in high school. That was that was really like Same. the best thing that happened to me. <laughs> I was in typing class with the woman who played Lara on Family Matters. Oh, She's yeah? from Maryland, too. I grew up in PG County, Maryland. Dude, that's the first Urkel impression we've had on, <laughs> on the County <laughs> Star podcast. I like yeah. to set it off. Worked it in. Kill it. Yeah, man. So then um, <laughs> that's, I would That's temp- star power for a type class. On, right? yeah, she was back there. Her name's Kelly, I think, or Michelle. I can't remember. She was sweet. I just felt so dumb. Just senior. I was. A, I won state in basketball and, and you're track. You're just typing, click, click, yeah, in your home and keys. This is bullshit. Yeah. And I, but yo, that's the one thing that's taken me, you know, the furthest. I, I, I type. I tried to type because uh, you have to take a typing test, and I failed the first one. So they, me too. they made me work in the mail room, uh, where you get seven dollars an hour, and I never worked. Uh, that's like the second hardest I've ever worked in my life. And after taxes, I got like $21. Oh. And I was like, I could make $21. Just fucking pop locking on the street. Yeah. 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 So I went back and it was like the Rocky music. I did the typing shit. <laughs> and I, I passed it. it. Yeah, and I got on. Please so I got on their top desk. And then I get on the top desk where it was, it paid 12 to 14 an hour, right? 
And I remember the first assignment was in the same building that I was in the mail room, but now I'm on the 14th floor. Okay. And the guy comes out and he said, he literally said, I hope you bought something to do. So it was like my first lesson in like almost showbiz. Like the less they pay you, the harder they're going to work you. <laughs> and yeah. the more they pay you, the you know, they the less you. they not, you actually yeah. going, you know, they're going to work you. It's, uh, and so, um, so I used to, I got a USA Today magazine, and I, I mean, paper, Jesus Christ. And I, would, and, I, and I would turn it over and I would just look at cities that I wanted to work. Oh my gosh. And I would so use funny. their phone and their letterhead. Because back then you had to like, write letters and print out your resume sure. and photos and have VHS tapes of your act <laughs> yep. mail them so I would so I would go down to the mail room where I used to work at where I worked at for like three days and they used to shit on me <laughs> and have them mail these things out for me <laughs> Fuck yeah. to comedy clubs call and be like yeah man I'm gonna be there it was kind of the same shit I used to do with Bert yeah I'm gonna be there on Tuesday I could just showcase and I would drive 300 miles you know <gasps> right. yeah. that's amazing go showcase rip do what it you up. gotta do yeah get booked then I and I would just start filling up weeks. I go it's fifty two weeks. I just got to do this, you know, forty eight times or whatever. And yeah. Then, and I started playing all over the country. And I would, wow. and so and certain bookers became you know nice to me. And back then it was like if you were funny, they would move you up. It was kind of yeah. like a I can't think of the word, but it was it was it felt a little more honest. Like mm-hmm. you know they would actually, hey man, you did great. Then you would call, you know, hey, man, yeah, we're going to uh, feature you this week. That's Perfect. Great. And then um, there was still, like, white guy money and black and women money in sure. some areas. And I found that out, and I was like, oh, this is fucked up. But it's like, <laughs> how do we how do I, I can't. I don't know what to do. But I was I, back then, the feature acts made, I would make between five and 900 a week, like, featuring one guy, Dave Stroop, he would pay me twelve hundred a week to feature. That's actually a lot more than you make was, now. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. I know, which was great. Now right? you get five hundred to feature, basically. <laughs> and it's crazy, right? Yeah. And so and no so, no matter what gender or color. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. They they don't even, let me tell you, yeah. as a white guy, they don't give a fuck about <laughs> me anymore. I know it's become so corporatized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the playing well, field has been credits. evened out, but it's just because. It drops so bad for white guys. It drops so bad. It's crazy, man. Well, but it's just, it's also, it? they want your credits. They want, well, you have to put asses or, in yeah, the Yeah, or your yeah. social media presence. Social media. The things that are whole, important. There's a whole new yeah. element. Comedy is not very high on the list of yeah. important Funny things. Funny barely comes yeah. into it. Because I, I can't get booked anywhere. Yeah, the business has changed. That's the what it's, yeah. it's yeah. How many Twitter followers do you have? How many Instagram followers? That happened followers? to me after I did Conan, man. I did, I did. Um, what do you mean you happen to I think it would get better. No, yeah. Well, it was it was always some I can't figure out but it was like someone said this I wish I could give him credit but he was like whenever I I did whatever I was supposed to do to get like the golden egg it, like right. you know showbiz to move up yeah. yeah it changed so they were like oh. hey if you do this show you'll headline then I'd finally do that show well when that show doesn't matter anymore hey, yeah, hey if you do this show you'll do this if you do this and I will if you do Montreal you and I, I will be I gotta get a and I would do those things, and once I did them, they, it didn't have the same. Missed it by one year. Yeah, yeah. didn't yeah. have the same merit. All didn't the time. have the same merit, yeah. and so I just was like, man, just that constant like frustration of um, just trying to be like accepted, and you know, it was like this invisible door that I, I couldn't find. And um, so uh, when, I, when I finally, I had a manager, and I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted, like I um. 
like you were afraid of them to yeah. step on their toes kind of thing. Yeah. So how can I tell you? So so like in 2007, I'm skipping around a lot, but in 2007, I ended up working on Everybody Hates Chris. Um, a comedian a friend of mine named Ali Leroy, mm. he became the showrunner of that show. So he went from touring with Bernie Mac and with Chris and, and writing for them. And he wrote, I think, some movies with them. Or, or, and then when Chris got the show, he positioned himself to be the know, showrunner. showrunner. So he wow. skipped yeah. all these different levels as a writer, which I didn't even know it existed. Like, I'm a <laughs> yeah, yeah. comedian. I'm it's like, like there's well, a writer and their director. Yeah, and yeah, That's it, right? And so he brought me on to read uh, voiceover, for, read Chris Rock's voiceover for the actor's timing for the show. Right. But I actually missed out on that because he called me to do the pilot. But when he called me, because I, I didn't book it, I started working colleges. Oh, so nice. colleges paid between 1200 at that time, 1200 1500 Maybe eighteen hundred for one one night. night, yeah. But it's technically three nights because no colleges buy an airport, so you got to right. fly in, you got to drive right. four hours, three two to four hours to the school, drive back, then come. So it's like you know, you know, travel time. You're you're still gone yeah. for a few days. Yeah, but it was still you know cool. Like my rent at the time in Chicago, I can't even remember, but it was less than I'm, I'm gonna say less than a thousand. I don't know, but it was a, <laughs> it was a old sandwich shop that. That Sonya White and Monica Carter, the two of my comedian friends, handed to me, and they moved someplace else. Did and you so, live above uh, it? No. Nah. Oh, it, it was an old sandwich shop, and I just lived in it. It was like a oh, big studio. Oh, yeah, wow. and it was with the one block in Lakeview, Illinois, that had like free parking, so I could leave my car there, like forever. Oh, forever! It was a fantastic, beautiful, yeah. it's a dirty street. Yeah, they if I went back there now, I'd be like, ugh, I lived here. <laughs> ugh. But back then, it was heaven. Obviously. It was great. And then, uh, um. So, so, uh, so I was doing colleges and I started, I, I started making decent money, you know what I mean? But I, I was always spending it on girls or random. My mom would always yell at me like, where's your money? Like you said, I don't know. I bought a TV. I yeah. bought some shit. I was, yeah. I was just spending it. I don't know. And, um, you're a young single dude. Young dude. Your money goes, goes away. Yeah. yeah. Then I fell into commercials. Yeah. Star, you did a lot of commercials. Yeah. This star search model thought he could do comedy came into Zanies and bumped me one night, oh. goes in, walks in with an entourage. I didn't know anything about people or none of them. I'm just a comedian. And uh, he goes up and he stinks, right? And oh. I used to, I, to this day, I don't get mad when a comic isn't funny. I, I enjoy it. Sure. But, but you know, just because, you know, that's painful. But then I also, I can't wait to go up to show the audience. Like, How yeah, to do it. This is what's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not all that guy. It's not that. It's yeah. not him. So I, for some reason, I've always been like, all right, yeah. You know, and so I watched him. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to go up after this shit. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was going to ruin the room. So I went up. I didn't even make fun of him. I didn't shit on him or nothing. I just did my thing and I destroyed it. And when I got off stage, again, this happened in Chicago, not L.A., this agent goes, oh, my God, who do you have representation? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and she gives me her card. She goes, call me. You were phenomenal. You know, that kind of shit. Like, like. How you get discovered in movies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This happened. What well, we all thought would happen the moment we got to yeah. LA. Every yeah. single yeah. time. Damn yeah. kid, you got it. You got there it. You kid. Go. Yeah. yeah. So I show it to the comics and back. Who the fuck is that? Oh, yo, that's the top agent in town. So I, I, um, before I called her, I took like an acting class at this place called Act One Studios mm -hmm. on LaSalle, and I took a, commer a commercial acting class. Was the first one that was available, so I took it, and it was a class where they made everybody read like oh, sides, yeah. and I saw people go and I go. 
I could do this. Like, this is acting? Oh. Like, everybody, I guess they were really bad or they just didn't impress yeah. me. So yeah. I was like, oh, I can act. So once I was okay knowing that I could act, then I took the meeting and then she booked me and stuff. And I, I, I booked quick. I started booking a lot of commercials. So I was making, like, I called it found money. So I was making commercial money. Then I started doing voiceovers in Chicago. Then I started, and I was doing colleges and clubs. And then I got offered a radio gig that Don Buckwald tried to negotiate. For oh, me. I remember Don Buckwald. Yeah. From, uh, what was the name of that agency? He's with uh, Buckwald Agency. Buckwald, he's, he's, it was high, his He was name. Howard Stern's yeah. agent. I don't know if he still is. No. But I got offered this radio gig, and he called me out the blue. He goes, Owen, we know. Let me negotiate your deal. And I was like, all right. At the time, I had shot 10 national commercials for Blockbuster that was supposed to air during the Super Bowl. And uh, and I was getting paid twice because it was these it was a video game thing. So it was me and the guy TJ. I think his name is Jagodowski. Please just give me if I fuck his last name. But he's one of the guys in the Sonic Bits spots to oh, this okay. day. Okay. And uh, and we and we were playing video games and I was on one thumb like hey yo T and he was like what's up and we just ad libbed like ten of these different spots and my hands were the thumbs so my okay. hands were getting paid. As an actor, Whoa. I was like a thumb model. Those are pretty big hands. I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, I was I, paid twice. Very excited about this yep. whole. Very so, dexterous too. Very dexterous. backwards. Thank you, Thank yeah, you, just so, keep flexing yeah. them. I'm so, enjoying. Ah, yeah, go slow, go slow. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So I'm getting double scale on ten nationals. Wow. Supposedly anything. Shit. So I tell Don Buckwald I wanted to make uh, two hundred and fifty thousand a year to do this radio show, radio. Thing and this is right at the time when radio got corporatized. Like, oh okay, um, I think um, Clear Channel, Clear Channel was bought everything. Yeah, so everybody was getting like forty grand. Shut up, you know. And f- forgive me if my numbers are off. I'm just, I'm, I'm, but it was, it wasn't. I was like shit because I did a test. I did a six week test run, and my numbers did well. But my body was in shock from waking up that early, reading the paper and coming up, you know, stuff to say. And then um. And I had to meet with this program director named Jabo, who was like, Owen, oh, that was a great show today, I think. Yeah, I was like, ugh. <laughs> I'm going to have to sit through all this. Yeah, I make- money's got to go up. Shit, yeah. it's stooge. Yeah, so I just made up a number. I said, I think I'm going to make at least a quarter of a meal from this, this shit. So I, I want that. He was like, all right. So he would call me like every three days. Owen, oh, I got it up to 110. That's not 250. Got it up to, oh. he got it up to 160. Not 250. Got it up. He was like, Owen, I got it up to 190 plus you could do remotes. Nope. Got it up to 210, Owen, Owen. Plus you could do remotes, you'll make you. Nah, man, I'm a pass. Owen, just uh. nah, thanks, man. And I hung up the phone and I drove out to LA. Because I didn't want to be a local celebrity. I was like, I want right. to see if I could do this on a national you. scale. Drive out to LA. Stop at the Grand Canyon, screaming the thing. I'm gonna be famous, famous. (laughs) Drive out. It's still echoing. Yeah, I drive out to Cali. Soon as I get here, I get a call from Viacom, the copywriters in Viacom. They go, "Oh, we got some bad news. The spots aren't going to air." There was an in-house legal dispute. At the time, there were these things called thumb wars. Oh Jesus! Our commercials were approved by the company first. But Thumb Wars got theirs out and aired first. So they, they bumped all my commercials and replaced them by these last minute Mike Ditka spots. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't make so, Yeah, so I only made the God session fee. Dicka. So I had less than like 12 grand in my name. Oh. And then my car got towed out here and oh. all this shit. Oh, yeah, because we have street cleaning. And all that shit. In the, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was sleeping. <laughs> I, I, was, I went from a, 
an apartment in Chicago with you know free parking to sleeping on my boy Preacher Moss's floor in Long oh, Beach. Yeah. <laughs> the dream, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's yeah, all about. Yeah. For eighteen months, so I was sleeping on the air mattress. So many comics ended up on a floor or a couch in Long oh, Beach. Yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh it's, yeah. And, it's crazy. And got some pussy too okay. <laughs> on, on the air mattress. Yeah. I called yeah. it. I called it a poor man's waterbed. They thought it was funny. <laughs> Being funny has its perks. Yeah, bumped for sure. into one of the girls recently too. Like, like oh, remember the waterbed? No, I panicked. Like, I was like, oh, this is my wife. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. This is my wife. I've man. moved up from the air mattress. <laughs> no. Keep it down, bitch. Yeah. Keep it down. I appreciate what you did for yeah. me back then. But. So funny. <laughs> yep. So I, was, I moved out here in 2000, and then nothing. I, I, was, I, I got agents fast. Were you still working with Buckwald? No, I never worked with him. I never signed oh, with him. Oh, okay, because he was, that just, was just getting in just, at one deal. I, I don't, yeah, I guess it. he got like, he may have must have gotten in the trades or something that they made an offer to me, or he must have some hotline, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. you know. I, I'll, I'll bring you the next guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call hey, me when let he, me work this deal. And yeah. I, I, I was so naive. I didn't know I should have just probably, I, I didn't know. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm I get so it. ignorant. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like knowing who. It's also a single dude thing, too. It's yeah. just like. I mean, if someone offered me two hundred grand to do anything right now, I'd be like, "Let's do that." Yeah, shit. just do it. Yeah. But I, I have make it work. I have things I have to pay for now, yeah. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's different. Yeah, man. So it, yeah, both of you. Yeah, so are, yeah, have done this. Oh thing. yeah, oh yeah. So then, um, <laughs> called parenthood. Yeah, yeah. We both have six months old. Yeah, beautiful children. Yeah, is that you only have one? One. Yes, our first. God yeah. bless. Yeah, Kingston. Yeah, yeah. Kingston. So um, God, yeah. it's a good name. Yeah. So then I, I moved out here and I started getting. I don't know. I can, it's it's fuzzy. More writing gigs, though, right? Or, I, I never wanted to be a writer. I, I say of that. Course, I never even does. thought about it. And then um, the way I ended up getting a writing gig was Ali got um, everybody hates Chris, and he called me and asked me to be. He said he sent me a message. Said no, no. He called me while I was booking a college gig, and I, okay. and I was like, yeah, I need to make some money. So I'm, I didn't click over. It didn't say Ali. He always called from like unknown numbers. So I was oh like, yeah. I don't know so I'm finishing the details of the college gig. I was with Bash Shuler. Me, Bash Shuler at one time had me, Bill Burr, and Kevin Hart. Oh wow. All on the roster. And they would and they their serviceable. They'll keep you from needing a day job. But they they um so they were great and we all have like And they running, book colleges. They book colleges. Right. That's really all they that's all that's that's their I feel like I remember so, that name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great guys. And so I'm finishing, you know, they were a little long with it. Midwesterners, so they're a little sure. long with it. They're not like quick, like they do. They're like, and then you're gonna go. They don't want you to cuss, and you're gonna dang. Okay, yeah, all right. Hang up, and I listened to the message from the other person calling. It was Ali. He was like, "Yo, this is Ali calling. Just wanted to know if you wanted to come act with Rock. Uh, give me a call back. Yeah, and I call back. <laughs> Voice, of course, yes. Voice man. He don't answer. Call back. Nothing. Every then thirty he sends seconds, me a, sends me an email. We got somebody. I'm like, fuck. Damn. What? Yep, so they hired this other dude. We got somebody. Yeah, they hired this other dude, and I secretly wanted Everybody Hates Chris to fail because <laughs> I wasn't on it. Like, I was That's like, right. but it just That's kept having right success attitude. in the papers. Chris yeah. Bad. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Then in the trades, the hottest new thing, I was like, what? Oh. God damn you. <laughs> and so, I, and ironically, I went off to go do that college gig, right? The gig that I booked on the phone, it was Monday. I go do that gig. I'm flying back. When I land, I get a message from Ali. He emailed me this oh. time. Mind you, I never gave him any of my contact information. Like, I don't know how he found me. That's not your business. And it was email like, yo, call me. <laughs> and it, the shit was at 7 a.m. Oh. And I, I, did, I landed at 7 p.m. So I, I called him. I go, fuck, I know you already filled whatever it is. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't. The guy we hired didn't work out. We got picked up to series. I want to know if you want to come. <gasps> work, work. So I was like, yeah. All right, give a... Uh, 
this one, give the line producer a call and you know set it up. So I, I show up. I think I'm gonna be acting with Chris Rock, but I was his voice. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm on set, and I was I was like nervous as fuck. I never Hell been yeah. I never been on a set before, but my father, who was weird. We have this adult relationship, right? Occasionally, he'll give me some gems, you know? Mm-hmm. He wasn't there when I was a kid, but <clears throat> as an adult, he's been, like, extremely helpful in, in oh, key wow. moments. So he gave me this book called The Alchemist. Oh, yeah, I and know. for whatever reason, I read that book right before I went on set. And it, The Alchemist was basically about just sit still and all the answers will be revealed. Like, that was one of the lessons in it. Keep calm. So, so yeah, yeah, so when I was on set, you, want, you see somebody fly in and do something, and you want to ask, who was that? Who was that? Like, you want to do that? But I just would sit still and just be cool. And I didn't know I looked like I'd been there before. And if you sit still long enough, somebody else would come in and be like, man, she's always coming in asking about the report. Like, you find out who she is, and I would write her name down, you know. Right. On my, on my side. So they would be like, oh, that, that lady, man, she make me sick trying to cut our lunches. <laughs> so I was, like, just learning about, like, <laughs> set, set spy. Yeah, without bugging know. anybody. Yeah, and so then I started walking around, and people would say, hey, and I would know their name. I'd be like, hey, Jill, hey. And they'd be like, who is this motherfucker? But it just, like, and I'm terrible with names, but for some reason, like, the name stuck, and, and I was doing Chris's stuff, and then one day, um, Ali knew I was a comic and it was a scene that work and he just said to me, hey man, this scene that work and you got anything? And every time I would watch them run lines, I would always like make notes. Like, oh man, she should say that. But I would never say yeah. anything. Didn't have the confidence to be, feel like you could step in there and yeah, you're yeah. saying that's not my place yeah. yet. And, it, yeah. was, it was like a game. It was fun for me because I was like, oh yeah, that could be so much better. Thing. But it was weird. Yeah, I didn't even, wow. I don't know if it wasn't confidence. I just didn't. Well, it's fear. You, you don't want to yeah. get in trouble. You don't want to get fired. You want to get, yeah. you're in a cool yeah, spot. You don't yeah, that it, guy. it was confidence too. Like, yeah, because it, yeah, it's one of those things if in your head is working, but when you say it out loud, you're like, oh, that could, that could die. Yeah. You could be yes. like, this is a gem, and yeah. then you yell it across Plus, the table, yeah. and it just tanks. And, and then you're, t- you're saying to people who wrote the, the stuff that doesn't work like yeah. th- this is better than yours yep. yeah yep. So and we're in season you just don't want to yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then those people are walking around going oh that's Owen he's yeah. always trying to act like to, his yeah, jokes are there, better there was a guy like yeah. that and oh. we named I won't say his name I won't say his name so we're uh, we have a disclaimer a you can like say that. names like yeah. oh yeah oh, you okay. can say names <laughs> on here though man and he heard me talking about him one time it was so funny and I was like come on man you know it's true and he was like he was mad so Ali season with still season one. He goes, "Hey man, this this ain't working. You got anything?" I was like, "Do I?" And I was like, "Look at my hand." Tears the notepad out. I was like, "Tashina should say like he gonna say this. Terry's gonna say this, and then Tashina should say this." And Ali has a way of laughing with his whole body if something is funny. He just Love. started laughing. He's like, "Hey yo, yo T, come here." And he told her to say it. She laughed. Then they they reset. They did the take. She said it. The whole crew laughs, right? And this is a single camera, so you're not supposed to laugh. So is this punch up? Yeah, kind it was, of yeah. It became, it became yeah. punch up, right? So, so then I didn't know, unbeknownst to me, Chris Rock pops up. This is his first day visiting the set. He's like, man, nah, nah, fuck that. Tashina, you say this, and he gives her a note, like gives her a line. She laughs. Everybody laughs. She does it. Everybody laughs. So then I say to Ali, hey man, tell her say this. So then they throw in another one of mine. They laugh louder, right? So then Chris <gasps> is like, say this. <laughs> they, do, they do it again. They now laugh, but a it ain't. Contest yeah, it's not allowed. But I think if I, if yeah, I succeeded I'm, I'm, this, Chris Rock's gonna love me and, and want to take me on the no, road. And nobody loves ring. being outshined. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't know. This is again my, you know, because I, I, how I came up, it was like if you're good, people recognize you're good. good. You know, I agree. You don't squash the good. It's like yo, come on, you know, it's like the basketball mentality. Me. Yeah. You want the best five. You don't want you. Know. So, um, Chris goes after after my second one. 
Chris does his second one. And then I should have shut up, but I, I had another one. So I said, oh, I have to say this. And then Ali laughed. We did that one. They laughed even louder than at all the other ones. And Chris goes, I got nothing. And I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Right? And so at the end, everyone's in line, and they're shaking Chris Rock's hand. And when it was my turn, he uh, puts his, el- his elbow, like, in my chest. Like, you know how you dap up and you yeah. do, the, do the brother hug, but he... he Pokes it, gives like, you the punt, the give me the elbow poke, punch. Yeah, yeah. He, go, he goes, "What's up, nigga?" Like that oh, <laughs> in, in my head. I go, "Chris Rock just called me a nigga." Like <laughs> I was like, I was excited. Is I he didn't, allowed? I didn't, I didn't I don't know. know how it works. Yeah, and so and I had to go do a college gig, so I had to. I called a red eye. So I'm, I'm going to LAX. Like Chris Rock called me a nigga. I'm hyped. <laughs> and when I walk through LAX, he is on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Him and Tyler Williams, and you know how they make a wall out of a magazine cover. Right. Oh yeah. I walk. Oh, he just called me a nigga. Like everywhere I saw his face. <laughs> I fly on the plane to my gig. I'm hyped. It was like the best show. I'm thinking, what? you know, it's cool. And so when I got back to set, you know, the following Monday, people kept asking me to, uh, when can they come see me perform? And I invited them. They came. Every, everything was cool, man. The show, it, 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 Ali used to take a lot more of my stuff. And then he used to let me, like, rewrite scenes. Oh, wow. But I, I didn't know what I was doing as a title. I was just like, yeah, you know. Then sometimes he would be like, yo, I got a meeting. You got it? And he would just leave me in charge of the set. And I would be able to, yeah, let's do it. Because I knew how he wanted it you right. know, to look. But I didn't. People were like, do you know what you're doing right now? Like, yeah. I'm just, you know, of course. Yeah, so yeah. Ain't no Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, when I watched the show back, I'm like, yo, I wrote that. Like, yeah, because it's a lot of stuff that I got to like rewrite or punch up you know, right. before I went through. And I was just like a, a muscle. Sure. It was like a weird, it's, it's really... It was a. It wasn't like a specific job title. It was kind of like I was punch up. I was a voiceover actor. I would act in the show a few times. But that was like my my graduate degree in yeah. TV, right? And then after that, um, I ended up working on a. Are but they didn't fire yet? you? They didn't get nah, mad? Like that, nah, that nah, little throwback with you and Chris? That no. Because he oh, wants no, a show no, to be Chris, good. Chris used to give me shit. He used to, but we're like. Two or three years later, this this is the biggest compliment he gave me. He just was like, "Hey man, you doing a good job." And then he just walked away. Oh, okay, so you so, stayed on that show for a yeah, while. Yeah, of course. Oh, Y'all stayed shit, all eighty eight yeah. episodes. It was fun. Oh, I didn't like, know yeah, that. it wasn't anything. But Chris is like, um, he's a uh, he's funny. He can be an asshole to like to, he hazes some people and treats some of us like dicks, and he treats some people really great. But at the end of the day, he. He looks out for all of us in his own of way. Course. You know what I'm saying? Course, so he's yeah, like a yeah. shitty. He knows who big he can brother. fuck with. And yeah, knows who, yeah, yeah. Who not to bother? Yeah, but see, but he never like coddled me. He just was no. like, yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, you, you pulled out the me. yeah, you, you pulled out the big dick yeah, contest yeah, yeah. on the first day he met you. Yeah, oh, but I didn't know that's what I was doing. This guy's just, getting bigger laughs. Yeah, than yeah. the biggest comics in the world. God more inches than I do. This is uncomfortable. Yeah, he's been great, man. Oh, he's one of my favorite people. Yeah, so it's like that's. I'm glad to hear. I got nervous. Like, oh yeah, no, he's my he's my my favorite okay, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll keep it real, you know. He keeps it real with you, man. I, I hope someone says that about me. Yes. He's my I favorite just want to be asshole. someone's favorite, favorite asshole. asshole. I did an iPhone special where I um I bought 10 iPhones and I shot it on, oh, on, that's uh, right. on iPhones and then I returned the iPhones. That's amazing. And so I hit up Chris, because uh, I'm, I'm horrible and scared about doing shit like this, but I, I hit up Chris for a quote. Like I was like, hey man, you know, I'm doing this special, and he sent me a quote back like two days later, best iPhone special ever. 
<laughs> like we're just like the most assholey thing you can say, yeah. but it's it's hilarious at the same time. I said I'm using it. Yeah, I'm fucking using it. Yeah, on the it's on the poster. <laughs> That's awesome. Best iPhone special ever. Do you really ever, Chris re- Rock. return those iPhones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I recorded the return. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I did that, the main reason why I wanted to do this podcast is to tell this story. So in 2007, I um got passed by Comedy Central again to get a half hour. Like I've never had a half hour special. Okay. Comedy Central. And I could breathe 22 minutes. I could sure. exhale a strong 22 minutes into, uh, you know, a mic. But for whatever, you know, I didn't ask for it. And I didn't, like, politically, like, position myself in front of the, the right. gatekeepers. I just right. assumed that You're people good. would say, it. Yeah. yeah, and, like, that started, like, going away. And so, and then I feel like, I, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I, I, I was sending tapes. Um, I had one story where... Um, um, Kimber Rickenball, and I'm I'm a name checker. I'll say her name. She uh, check. She she used to direct all the premium blends, and I did a premium blend. And then she was doing George Carlin's last special. Okay. And uh, and we were at Hermosa Beach. I was watching Carlin, and she came up. She goes, "Why don't we have a half hour?" And you go, "I don't know." She goes, "Just send me, you know, twenty minutes, and we'll, we'll get it done. We gotta have half." So I'm I'm hyped. So I ask, you know, Richard, because the, the guy that books it was standing. Go, can I can I do twenty one minutes here? And he, he, for some for whatever reason, he couldn't give me twenty minutes. He could give me sevens broken up. It was impossible to get twenty one wow. minutes in this town. And so I eventually figured out a way to get it, and I sent her the tape. And I tried to leverage that to get with Three Arts. So because Dave Becky was working on Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah. So he when he came on set, I told him, yo, Kimba Rickenball approached me, and she said, uh, if I can get her 21 minutes, she would give me a half hour, and I want to know if you could set it up. He goes, we represent Kimber. It's done. So I so, said, great. So I send him the 21 minutes. I go do a college somewhere, and he calls me in the hotel room. He goes, yeah, Kimber told me she's never heard of you. Oh, and I was damn. like, dude, I had her card. Like, I showed you the card she handed me. And I'm like, what is this? So it was. it just was a big kick in the stomach, and I didn't. Aww. And I didn't know, should I have called Kimber back, hey, and been like, hey, Kimber, it might be something kind of weird, but you told me and then they, and then she might have been like, oh, yeah, oh, right. Right. I didn't know to do that, so. I don't know if I would either. I might Yeah, I just got like I I still don't know what to do about (laughs) anything, so. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm literally listening, being like, okay. Okay, this is a tutorial for us. I'm just going to go do what Owen (laughs) used to do and try and get somewhere. This is Owen's TED Talks. (laughs) I know, yeah, it is. But what you got to do in those situations, in hindsight, I, I should have called Kimber's office immediately and, and been like, hey, and tried, and tried to play like, hey, this might be weird and figured out a way to make it funny. But I was I just went into my feelings. I felt hurt, hurt. disrespected. Yeah. 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 And just frozen. But the loser in it was me because, you know, what I mean, because you don't see, you know, I didn't push through to get that half yeah. hour. You know what I mean? Like they weren't just giving them. Even no. though it felt like they were just giving them away to some people, they weren't just. It yeah. certainly did. You're right. It did. I had to figure out a way, but I didn't know. So. It still does for some people. Yeah. I so. heard the other day someone had a half hour Netflix special. And I was just like, this mother. Yeah. Half yeah. hour Netflix? Half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No half hours now. And it's Dude, like, it's half no, hour would be awesome. I know. Yeah. Because it's so easy. It's so easy, man. And so many people don't want to sit through an hour. Yeah. So many people's hours aren't special. Yeah. I got to be I honest. Know. And I know. It's so annoying. The comedy. Pretty unspecial would yes. be really nice. <laughs> so true. It's so true. But the thirty, I feel like, is such a tight, good yeah. 
representation yeah. of you. Representation. Yeah. I feel like Attell, Chappelle, all those guys, I saw their 30 minutes and, and I fell in love with more, them. Right. Yeah. It made you want then, more. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen their hours yeah. now, but I guess I back then it was like, yeah. if they did an hour back then, maybe it wouldn't have been so great for no, them. No, you but need it. You need it. Yeah. The, 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 um, you need the late night spot. Yeah. First, you need the late night spot to go, this is a new voice. Yeah. And then you were excited that new voice, it's, it appeared that new voice got plucked yeah. to do, I had to Something hear a bigger. half hour of this yeah. guy's voice. Yeah. And like, damn, this guy is great. So then it made you want to go see him in the clubs. Right. And then yeah. when, when he or she got an hour. And it was only Showtime or HBO that, that really did hours yeah. then. So. Yeah. But now it's like, this guy got so many YouTube views. Yeah. Here's an hour. And you're like, He's ah, been doing oh. comedy for four weeks. Yeah, yeah. But you his Vine videos are them. through the roof. Yeah, and they come out like, I'm making a lot of money now. You're like, I don't even know you. <laughs> like, you know, calm down, Dude, fam. there's people making a lot of money that we don't know. Yeah. And we don't want to know. We don't want yeah. to know. We don't know you Don't but I, I, I think they're skipping a lot of steps to yeah. get to these hours so yeah. that yeah those steps should come back yeah man they they, yeah. they now do eight steps instead of 12 yeah so good yeah so I, and i know i probably should, it's, it's not politically correct to like name check people but this is what happened to me that's I'm, what happens on I'm, our podcast yeah. a lot are you oh, kidding and me? i'm yeah. gonna tag her <laughs> yeah well yeah and i'm not i'm not and i'm not listen. i'm not angry about it at all no. it just taught me that i needed to be more of an effective communicator but it it, it, it hurt my feelings but really it, bad at the I time I get it. Yeah. I get it. And so, um, it makes you feel like an ass, too, because you presented it to someone else. Yeah, you and then went to Dave Becky. Checked it out. It's yeah. not like you went to, yeah. you know, just a friend. I mean, Dave Becky's so a things. giant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like I wanted That's like him. Kevin Hart's guy. Kevin Hart's guy. Yeah. He was, I yeah. met Dave with Mitch Hedberg. Me and Mitch used to, okay. used to hang. I helped Mitch pick out his first shirt for his half hour special. And nice. We, he and I, oh, he and I did acid together in, a, okay. in, Hell yeah. in, in Houston. I gave uh, him a bag of pills, and I felt pretty terrible. You gave him a bag of pills? They oh, were his pills. Shit. Okay. okay. Um, oh, from the hotel from room the hotel in Florida? Room. Oh. Yeah. And uh, oh, shit, I met him, and I, I was sitting with O.J. Simpson, and then Mitch was like, <laughs> are you friends with O.J.? And I was like, I, I just met him now. But, uh, and then That's he was like, crazy. Yeah, he was like, hey, uh, this might be a weird question, but uh, where are you staying? And I was like, four seasons. And my mom, like, Mitch and his girl are going to stay with me, I think. That's hilarious. And he was like, did you find... Uh, ah! <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I did. Ah! What'd you do with them? I'm like, they're still just sitting in the drawer. That's Would so you care amazing. if I got them? Like, yeah, man, I'll bring them oh, to you. that's funny as fuck. So, yeah, that was my yeah. one interaction. For us, we, we I did the Chicago Comedy Festival. He did it. And we really like connected there. And he had just done Montreal. And um, we would just hang out during the day. And he, he had a Velcro wallet. I remember I could oh, hear Jesus. the sound of it. That's so funny. Like opening up. And he would put out a ring. He goes, Oh, you see this ring? He goes, I'm about to be rich. He goes, You see this ring? When I lived in Seattle, I used to pawn this ring uh, for food until I could get a gig and I would go back and buy it back. And now I won't have to do that anymore. Aww. And he was waiting on his money for him in his development deal in Montreal. And then I had a gig in uh, Minnesota, and he was like, "Yo, you mind if I bum a ride with you? I'm, I'm from Min- Min- Minneapolis." And so we drove, we road trip from Chicago to Minneapolis together. And that's when I learned he used to be a chef and he used to, you know, do yeah. stuff. And and I spent the night in his in his house that he grew up in in Saint Saint Paul, yeah, uh, Minnesota, across the river. His yeah. parents, just cool cat man. So we were always like, just, 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 I don't know, just cool, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, but that's when I first met Dave Becky, and I just wanted Dave Becky to like me so much. Yeah, no, yeah. nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're like I'm right here. Yeah, man. <laughs> and you put all these things like, how do you, how does this thing work? 
And so then with the Kimber Rickenbone thing, I thought, all right, because I was like, man, three yards, they have so they're placing they, so many shows especially on comics. Comedy. I can I can add to this. Like I yeah. have an idea. I just I just need the right, you know, facilitator, you know, that's, you know, but they just weren't fucking with me. So I was venting about this on uh, the set of Everybody Hates Chris and Ernest Thomas. Excuse me, he used to be on. He's most known for what for being Raj on What's Happening. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, okay. dance like yeah, that. Yeah. He had the best showbiz stories and the best advice. Like older actors who are now like like they they had their prime and now they are you know working actors right and, and they love the art like they are sometimes like just the best life teachers you know because they've seen it all right or they've seen a lot more than you so he just right. said to me really calmly he was like. Hey man, you know, you funny. He said, um, he said, Don't wait on Hollywood to give you permission to be great. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, Oh shit. And so I said, Okay, I gotta shoot my own special. When at that time I just booked NACA National, so I booked over like a hundred and some colleges. So I said, I'm gonna shoot my own special, but I didn't know how to do it. But on Everybody Hates Chris, each week we had a different guest director. And we had directors come through who directed you know, comedy specials. Yeah. And so I would take them to lunch and I would just Ooh. ask them, I'll pick their brain because I've watched every comedy special. And so um, my man, Kevin, uh, is it Clean Scale? I can't, I can't remember his name right now. Shit. But it was, it was a bunch of cats that came through. The guy who directed Bring the Pain directed yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. specials. And, uh, Best he, comedy special of all time. Yeah, yeah. And he did, he did every, he did a lot. And he sent me, he was so nice, man. He sent me, like a box kit of all his specials and I got to watch him and then when he came back to directing that but I had more questions for him and he laid it out for me and I was just telling tell him what I wanted to do and then um, I knew Sue Wolf because she did all like the original HBO half hours I did a I did a play that she wrote so I, I would hit her up and then um, another uh, um, director came through who did Patrice O'Neill in Earthquakes HBO half hour oh yeah so I got to hit her up and um, then I went from not knowing anything about Directing comedy specials to being Knowing an expert, everything. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, I, you're picking everyone's brain, the greatest brain. Yeah, asking specific questions yeah. and like getting in. I was like, oh shit, okay, oh I got it. So then I found a place, and then like like the universe started making shit happen. I randomly bumped into Sinbad at this weird spot. Sinbad, my favorite. Sinbad <laughs> told me, yeah, Sinbad told me, um, make sure you know you get this type of house, not this type of house. Do this, do this, do this. and like all this shit was just lining up. And I had a budget. I had people that were going to do favors. I didn't have a director, like, because I didn't want to direct the first one. And um, so I asked a guy, and he said he couldn't do it because he was directing the episode of 30 Rock the week I wanted to do it, but he recommended somebody. And, I, and, and, I, and I'd already bought the place. I already bought. You already was a put everything down. Oh, yeah, I already shit. bought um, um, airtime on the radio, already, you know, all this shit. So I figured I knew so much about it. I just, I needed someone basically to work with me. So this director comes on. He goes, I don't like working with people I don't know. So he made me hire his people, which like tripled my budget. Oh, <laughs> so so How now, good I'm, was he? now I'm yeah. well. This is what happened. So I was say, he made me fucker. hire his AD, and his AD was supposed to. Um, and they and I and I and I got the Ice House let me do my whole hour. No, no, I did my whole hour at Zany's and I recorded it. Zany's in Chicago, where I, with Burr Haas was like, right? Because I, I headlined back in here. July. Yep, back in July <laughs> finally came for you. July finally came. <laughs> so I gave them a video of my set. I had it down packed, and um, 
And uh, so they knew how I would move on stage, and I had the shit, like, like flowing. There were so many obstacles, and even getting it to that point, I'm going to get into those specifics. But then um, this director made me take a, uh, a a trip before the special to preview the space and see what we had to do. So that cost, like, you know, several grand. But it, but it was necessary because he was like, oh, we got to order this, we got to order this. And he, he decorated the spot and did it. He did a, a great job, you know, with all that. The DP that we had to hire, when we're flying back, because I shot in the South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. It's called Anonymous. When we um, land, when we get on the plane to go to South Bend, the DP isn't on the plane. And the director says, yeah, he won't, he won't be able to make it. And so I found out later he took another gig. Oh. <gasps> So when I'm performing my hour special for this budget that's now tripled, <laughs> oh I'm performing it in front of four cameramen who have never seen me perform. Oh, See what I'm saying? Shit. Like the DP knew how I performed and he could guide them and tell them, you know. I also asked Terry Crews because at the time Cat Williams had Anthony Anderson introduce him when his special. So I asked Terry Crews to introduce, to introduce me and he did. He, with his own money, he flew to South Bend. Oh my God, put that's so up. nice. He looked amazing. He gave me the most amazing introduction for both shows and he was incredibly supportive. And um, But the guy who was supposed to be on the money shot of comedy where all the punchlines are delivered, I the can't. medium close. You're giving me anxiety. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. here's the trick to every special. You can yes. have jib shots, wide shots, crane shots, side shots. Gladiator I'm not a big shots. fan of audience shots, all those shots. But every punchline lands on the medium close. That's like, that's the... So Shit, yeah. You can have all the bells and whistles you want, but every punchline... And that's why I... It's medium close. That's how we're trained in America to look at comedy specials. That guy for my special anonymous was soft focus he was blurry for <gasps> both Jesus. shows so i couldn't resell i couldn't use how do you fix i lost a patch of hair i was stressed out <laughs> i Listen. yelled at the director like how did you not see this i could have redone my entire special without an audience like i knew it i had worked it so hard like i knew it that we could have salvaged Just gotten you know, that shot some yeah. of that had he been like yeah that guy was soft focus but it was so crazy. It was such an uh, incredible thing to pull off. It was the most money I'd ever spent. Um, I spent close to a hundred grand because I had this idea. I also bought a new uh, editing system because I thought, oh. I thought, oh, if once this sells, I can do specials for my friends, friends and yes. I can direct other people's specials because yes. I know how to do it and I can edit it because I'm gonna have the system. So I made like an investment, <laughs> and um, we took the so. So if you watch a special, I. No one bought it because they're not trained because all the punchlines are delivered on my left shoulder because I was the only cameraman who was on his money. Oh and my so God. when you're watching it, you're like, it's funny, but something's weird. Like, you don't know what's weird yeah. about it if you're a buyer. Yeah, right. if, you're com- if you're a regular person who <laughs> yeah. doesn't know comedy, you go, this is a great special. Like, yeah. you're not even, you, don't, you don't even care. But the, the, the programming is the programming. Yeah. So. I think we just uh, found your director, Rick. Yeah, so I lost <laughs> I'm my ex- shit. I heard him say, I'm like, oh, you have the editing equipment. Huh? <laughs> I have all that shit. Hey, hey, and so yeah. then um, I, I lost uh, everything, right? And then I ended up just putting it up on YouTube. And Ali calls it uh, the most expensive demo tape on oh YouTube. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, um, so, but what happened was, so, so now, so now I'm back to. I got to look it up. Everyone has to look yeah, it up, man. honestly. Yeah, so I'm back to depressed and sad like I was no. on um, when I was sleeping on the floor in Long Beach. I'm back <laughs> there, right? But with the piece of hair missing now and uh, broke up with a girl I was dating and all that shit. Just feeling horrible again. Does that 
guy become responsible though? The guy who didn't show? I mean, does do you get to? Well, what I did, I paid everybody but the director, which is a which is something you're not supposed to do. But I stand by that. I, paid, I agree. I paid, I paid his whole team. I paid everybody, but I did not pay his fee. I agree. Just He's, because he I, said, "Bring on my team," yeah, and then his and team I, I didn't couldn't, show up. Yeah, and I stand by that. And I was like, "Yo, my man, you know." So what ended up happening was two years later, Russell Peters, you never know who's watching you, right? Right. So I do some weird room, fun room though. I can't think of the name of it. The the, the mint. Oh yeah. Yeah, and On I think Pico. Russ was yeah. there, and he just asked me to open up for him for like you know a six week run. Wow. And so. I didn't really know him, but I was, fuck yeah, I want to do something. He's great, he pays well, that's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, <laughs> so I go, we do, I think, three weeks in Florida. I did one week with Mike Young, it was fun as shit. Um, but the ending of the tour was in Radio City Music Hall, which Ooh. I didn't really, like, know. I thought, oh, this is dope. My mom is from Jersey, like, all my mom's family. So we, we do two, two sold-out shows in Radio City, and... The comedy store, I was in the comedy store at that time. And when we did sound check, if you see Radio City with no one in it, that shit could be intimidating because it goes straight up and it's huge. And you're <laughs> like, how do I play this? Yeah. Because fuck, like my instinct was do I work the room? Like it's impossible. So there's just so much room. So much room. So what I decided to do when I got one when it when it, it just came extinctually, I stood in one spot. And, and I channeled the OR because it was dark, just like the OR. And yeah. I made Radio City Music Hall intimate. Nice. And destroyed that That's bitch. all you can do. It was, but it was because I was used this to working the OR. It was, yeah. had I not been in the comedy store, those shows would not have been right. prepared you for. Oh my God. When did like, you get I, passed here? I, I was the last Through class Tommy, though, that, right? Yeah, yeah, the last class I, that, Mits, that Mitzi. Well, passed. she watched on video, right? Yeah. She didn't come in. She didn't come in. Okay. Um, she came. I thought she was supposed to come in one time, but then didn't. Because Tommy would call me and say, it's going down. And I would race from my home. <laughs> oh, and then he no. would call me, oh, it's not happening. <laughs> and I turn around and go back. Like That happened like <laughs> oh four times. God, yeah, that happened sorry. like four times. Wow. <laughs> and, and one time it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Ricky does a wow. great impression. <laughs> <laughs> she decided not to come in. Don't yeah. worry about it, though, okay? <laughs> I was talking to her about you. Yeah, like, that's right, it. Tommy. That's it. And so then <laughs> Tommy, it went from. She's got good buzz in the building yes, right now. Yes. And at that time, I'd only performed in the OR, right? And I thought my I thought my showcase was going to be in the OR. Oh, fuck. And, uh, and then uh, when I finally got the showcase, it was me, Steve Glickman. And I can't remember the other the other two people. But me and Steve got passed. And um, and it was in the main room. And I never played yeah. the main room. But I'm used to playing rooms like that from all it's the years. It's a little years bigger. I've the been, colleges, yeah, yeah, it was no big deal. Lights and, are on. You yeah, can and all see the shit. all the yeah. funny bones, all the all the improvs, all that shit. So I had a great set, and um, I never forget um, hearing Tommy's voicemail message telling me <laughs> I passed. Well, like, I got good news. So I, I didn't know, man. I like I like dropped to my knees and thank God. Like Aww. I was I was like teary eyed, like because it was so the sweet. first time I ever felt accepted as a comedian. Comic. Yeah. Solidified. Or in like, some place that mattered, you know what I mean, to me. Like 
Right. So to hear, and then comics would come up and give me like secret handshakes. Congratulations, man. Yeah, man. Welcome Congrats. to the club. And it made me feel, you don't understand, it just made me feel so like empowered and so good. And I mean, that, that's. I, can, that, I count on one hand how many times that's. That's yeah. a huge sign of respect at the yeah. comedy store, too, if people are congratulating you about it. Because yeah. a lot of times people get passed they get and they're not liked, and people are like, fuck oh. that motherfucker. <laughs> Do you hear what they passed? Oh, fuck man. that piece of shit. You well, you know, you know what made it. me want to get in here? Because when I first came out, I think I told you this before it was a, a dude named Chewy that used to work sure, at Chewy yeah. Castro Chewy was so mean to me man what? I, came, I came out here <laughs> hey bro can't park here Sorry, no, no he and it's so funny like it, it's um I came out here when I was at Notre, at Notre Dame for spring break and me and my boy Floyd we he was pretending to be my manager and, yes. I, got, and I got stage time at like, at like um the comedy act theater and and uh the townhouse and and so but I just wanted to see the rooms. And so I got to walk in and look at the improv. I got to look at the Laugh Factory. And we came here. Chewy, was there? You okay? Help you? I go, yeah, man, I'm a comedian. And I just wanted to see if I could just take a look. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers tell me they can be. Like, he just <gasps> shot my Jesus. head off. And I was so, like, angry. Like, I didn't know what to do. So I hated this place. Like, I, and, I, oh, no. and I avoided it, like, the first six, seven years I was here. That's one thing the comedy store is good for is yeah. making people feel unwelcome to yeah. it. was because spiteful of this guy. about it. Yeah, and I remember he seemed so big to me, right? Odd job, in his dude. overalls yeah. and a hat. Yeah. And, and what like, bought me here was Chris Rock. Chris started running stuff for the special that he did when he taped it in three different uh, countries. Oh yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, "Hey man, go come to the store. I'm performing. Come." So I was like, "All right." And I was scared as fuck to come here, no. but I, <laughs> I came and I went in the back and it was no problems. And I sat in the back and it was I watched Chewy him. Was fired, I think. Yeah, and I watched him. Point. I watched Rock perform, and I watched the other acts perform. And I was like, out of all the rooms in Cal in, in in L.A. in Hollywood, this is the one room that Electric. allows you to be an artist. Like, yeah, you don't have to come up here with your a shit. You can experiment. You can do stuff, and it just. It was just this feeling. Yeah. yeah, it was this feeling, and I was like, I gotta get in here. If he you're authentic, he truly too. gets Mitzi's vision. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> exactly her vision. That's what I, I know. G- Tommy would throw it around, like <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but that's, that's exactly what she wanted. Okay, <laughs> he fits into the room. Jesus, Tommy, that's what down. I saw, and so <laughs> I had to get in here, and I didn't know it, but Chris Rock vouched for me to. Um, audition. He was oh, one of the great. names. Right. I, okay. I didn't know he did that. Like I say, he's like the perfect asshole. Like he, yeah. he'll yeah. do nice shit for you. But you know, Top secret not, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Ew. like he's he not you for a pat up. on the back. Yeah. No, no, no. He's like he's you know he's 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 great in that way. You 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 always want his approval. You'll never get it like you. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Right, but yeah, it's never gonna be feel good, but you'll hear about it later and be like, "God, all right, that yeah. was nice." Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. funny, man. He's just yeah, he's he's consistent with it, so it's it's almost like comforting. Like, yeah, oh, it's still yeah, yeah. It's rock. So, um, <laughs> so I I, I um, get to uh, so so then I just I I said, "Fuck it, man! I'm gonna do whatever it takes." So I started coming up here for you. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I talked us out. I talked. No, us no, out. we're good. Uh, okay. Is he lit? Is that what he's telling you? I think so. Okay. Yeah, we're at an hour, so. Oh, shit. Okay. Sorry, well, guys. Well, we can wrap can it up. Yeah, let's wrap no, it up. No, or you want to finish that? I'll just and finish then... the thought. So then uh, I did, uh, I just came Sorry, out, man. and I used to have to come on open mic night and watch everybody go up, mm-hmm. and it made me, like, fall in love with comedy again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it was so many. Some people were bad, but some people were so good. It was just like a, it just reminded me of just, like, why I do it. Yeah, and so that I was fresh, yeah, kind of wounded. Yeah, yeah, animal, yeah. But it helped me reset. Around. Yeah, and it helped me be like, I'm so happy to just be a part of this. Yeah. That when I got past 
just some so many emotions just came up and so it's been great so, wow yeah, well i'm yeah. thrilled you're here i think you're you're one of my favorites oh, so i love following you. you i think you're terrific oh. and you do rick's right even though he's doing an impression of tommy you do fit in this room <laughs> and there's very few that do like when i first started i started in 93 here wow and i remember chris coming and putting his own sandwich board outside because he was going to be being featured in the or the wow. main room, wherever it was like come on dude show people People, get people in here wow. and he was repped by my first ex-fiance so i'm very close with chris oh, i love wow. chris he's wow. a good guy and he's yeah. helped a lot of people which i love you yeah. know what i mean that's why i got nervous i'm like oh it's, it don't nah, say anything man. bad no about no no he's great dude good, it's like good. nah nah but it's, it's it was funny um uh me and me and neil brennan talk about how he is he is a supportive, mean big brother. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing, and God love him because a lot of people helped him too. Yeah, so yeah. he had a lot of people vouch for him, and I guess yeah. it's like a pay it forward thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we should all do that. Yeah, I can't wait definitely. for you to direct Rick special. Oh, hilarious! I would so. love to. I would love to. I've been, I've been trying to. I wanted to direct some, some other things, you know, uh, for some other people, but well, now that you did all that research. It's almost like I know how to do it, man. And I, I you know, I've been directing some things, but uh, I would love to, cause yeah, that's definitely. awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Comedy Star podcast. Eleanor uh, Owen. Oh shoot, Chris yeah. Spencer was here. Oh Too shoot, bad. I gotta he go see it. Chris. I love Chris. Yeah. Uh, we'll get him on next because he had a thing, and okay. so we switched it up. But okay. it's good. He's gonna come on too soon. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Rick Ingram had to run up and do his spot because that's I'm how we do. Yeah. Owen Smith's going to go up after him. Please yeah. come to the Comedy Store see a show. Do you have any shows coming up or some social media? Yeah, stuff yeah. Owen Smith, the but number must, four real. The must, the number four yeah, real. Yeah, Owen Smith for real is me on Instagram, Twitter. Oh, okay. All that stuff. Website, Owen Smith is funny. Uh, every Every, the second and fourth Sunday, I do a show. At the West Side. Owen and Friends at the West Side. Oh, that's we have awesome. a live jazz band. Adam Sandler went up last week. I saw that. Great. Yeah. So that's fun. We're doing some fun stuff there. And I'm I'm here. I'm I'm here. At the at comedy least, store. Yeah, at, Amazing. Le- at least two nights a week. And yeah. they have to go see your special. Yeah. Oh, Owen Smith Anonymous. Go Owen see Smith that on Anonymous. YouTube. And, I can't uh, wait to watch I'll it. Talk I'm about watching being it black is exhausting. The first twenty <laughs> minutes about being black is exhausting. This is back in two thousand seven. I was doing this stuff, and then the next 20 minutes was about being a black guy with a white name, and the third 20 minutes are about relationships, just from the point of view of a guy in his, in his 20s. And then my next, my other special was called Good Luck Everybody. Oh, okay. That came out in 2014. That's available on Vimeo Pro, I think. Oh, nice. And, okay. And uh, in talks trying to, that's the iPhone special where I bought 10 iPhones, shot it on iPhones and then return the phone. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're going to try to, what do you call it, get it acquisitioned by sure. one of these. Um, Netflix or Amazon or CISO. Yeah, a CISO, hopefully. We'll see. And uh, But I'm I'm getting ready to. I feel like I CISO would be happening. excited and give you a new one. Like, I would love that. Yeah, because yeah. Comedy Dynamics, they're really doing some good things. Yeah. And I like them. I yeah. got to get in touch with them. That's a good, they're, they're, they, I feel like they're, on it you okay. know what I'm saying like good. they know who's good and they want to bring the funny back yeah and the special yeah Make version special of it back again. yeah because yeah. it's like they did um Doug Stanhope's and they did Diaz and they wow. did they just did Fahim Anwar wow. like I just feel like they're they're getting in that Lori yeah. Kilmartin they yeah. you know they're they're getting to that funny grit again oh, which man. I love we gotta we gotta reach out to them then yes please yeah. pick up Owen yeah. you have to Owen yes. Smith that is a very very white name and it's I'm so, it's, so sorry it's like the worst name <laughs> to sell it. tickets it's like <laughs> 
and Owen Smith <laughs> appearing. One night only. You're like, uh, you should just put an F on the end. I know, Owen Smith. Marcus. Smith. <laughs> that would be, that's how I say it too. Oh, a lot of us do. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Owen I Smith. Think, <laughs> I say everything wrong. Yes, I say every uh, name wrong. Uh, every Like, people correct me all day. I'm I like, love I don't it. give a shit. I don't give a shit. You know so. what I mean. He knows, he knows what I mean. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to go hit stop. Thank you for listening to the World Famous Comedy Store Podcast. Come see a show.